0: Brother, 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 brother. Give me what I want.
1: Hello everybody, my name is Nigel Corninghall, former Hall of Famer, number one cornhole broadcaster in the world, now the latest Talent Alone Pro Wrestling Podcast correspondent. I'm cutting into this recording because I've had my boots on the ground trying to get all the news and scoops on the latest CM Punk drama in all elite wrestling. Now, I can for sure confirm that CM Punk did something somewhere at some time that has upset someone absolutely everyone in the company potentially now we're working very hard to try to get more details of exactly what happened but hold on one second my producer has just handed me a note it appears we have more details on the actions of cm punk that have caused drama let me take a look here okay so this first one wow this is damning it turns out that cm punk actually snuck in to a dynamite taping and took a shit in the young bucks bible Now you see, it was one of those small travel Bibles, so instead of looking more like a shit in a Bible, it actually looked like a Bible shoved into shit, which could be more offensive, I'm not sure. Me personally, I'm a Taoist, so I'm not really up on on how that would be received among the Christian community, But, but the other story we have here is also truly you know, 100% potentially possibly true and rumored, is that CM Punk was actually backstage at the 1997 Survivor Series, which is most notably known for being the Montreal Screwjob. Now, it is said that backstage, the Click and Vince McMahon were exhausted trying to figure out a way to handle the main event, and they asked a 19-year-old CM Punk what they should do. CM Punk's response, and I quote, was that black and pink wearing jabroni is a simp for his own daddy. Stewheart more like smells like a fart. Would anybody like a muffin? My word. This is just, these stories are all over. And they're 100% potentially possibly rumored to be true. And, you know, we reached out to Tony Khan to try to get confirmation or get a statement from the company on the things we are hearing. Unfortunately, all he did was start hyping upcoming AW events. He ran out of breath and passed out. Roughly 35 minutes later, he woke up and just shouted, Make sure to tune in to Shark Week! Which obviously he was delirious, because Shark Week's already happened, but I imagine he is just totally blindsided by this, this CM Punk news, and, and this last story is truly, truly just mind-blowing. It turns out that CM Punk, aka Chick Magnet Punk, has a secret laboratory where he developed and released to the world the COVID-19 virus. That is that is true, people. I can 100% accurately report that it is rumoured to be true that CM Punk caused the COVID-19 pandemic. We originally thought it originated in China, but it turns out it actually originated in Chai Cargo. Truly, truly damning news coming out here that is rumored to be a hundred percent possibly accurate and true and oh, oh my god my producer's handed me another note. Let's see what story this could be. Could it get any more wild and, well, this note actually says that all those stories are a hundred percent total bullshit. So Well this was a big waste of fucking time then. Back to you, Michael. All right, Welcome, guys, to the Talent Alone Pro Wrestling Podcast, a.k.a. TAPWP, a.k.a. the greatest professional podcast on God's green earth. I am your host, Mike Regan, and thank you so much to Nigel Corninghole for cutting in there with this, just groundbreaking news here uh, regarding the CM Punk drama. I can't thank him enough. He has been all over the world trying to get these sources from Dubai, to Saskatchewan. I mean, just everywhere this man has been. So I appreciate him. Um, You know, our newest town alone, pro wrestling podcast correspondent. That's right. We're everywhere. We are global. We got people on the ground to bring us the big scoop scoop. So thank you, Nigel for, for that great news. Let's go ahead and get into today's show though. Got a lot of AW talk. We're going to get to, to start, kick it off. Uh, Then I got Adam Hess coming in for another quiz. I'm going to quiz him on some UK wrestling. Let's see how he does. And then we're going to wrap it up with some WWE talk. Uh, So let's just jump right into it. And, um, you know, coming off the the Nigel Corninghole punk report, I feel like I'm going to have to go ahead and start with all the CM Punk talk that's been going on. Now, I am a known diehard fan of CM Punk. So I don't want to be biased, but I'm going to be totally biased and come to the defense of my mans here. So all the drama last week, he barred Paige from the building. He barred... uh, Ryan Nemeth from the building. Apparently he's also barring Matt Hardy and Christopher Daniels. Anybody who is a fan of the elite. Nope. On the list. Don't let him in. Now PW uh, Insider had one report. And they said that uh, the page call was not on Punk. And now Wade Keller of Pro Wrestling Torch did refute this. And say that it was from a source. He obviously didn't say the source. But he did say it was one that he uh, is close to the situation and does trust. Um... Apparently, his, his comments after Dynamite uh, were not like planned. They 100% percent were not a work, at least that's what we're hearing. But apparently they weren't planned. Um, I saw one story where a source said that uh, he was potentially concussed and kind of loopy and, and you know just saw the sign and decided to went with it. I've also heard that he texted Hangman afterwards uh, to you know try to get ahead of it and smooth things over. There's been a lot of talk that he wants to work with the elite, but that's just not something that they're willing to do right now. Now, some interesting takes I've I've heard of this and and Todd Martin um, of Pro Wrestling Torch, who does a great podcast every week on their VIP side of things that I totally recommend everybody to uh, to subscribe to only $9.99 a month. If you do the monthly plan, more podcasts than you can even count or probably have time to listen to. But the fix is worth the $10 right there. They're great. And he, like me, said that there is obviously certain people in groups that are getting an anti-punk slant out there. Now, I'm not saying it's totally a you know bullshit campaign making things up out of thin air. But I do think it is some people who have issues with punk and see things in a very negative light and maybe make assumptions on things and are going to put that side of the story out there. You can't deny that. Um, you know, and the thing that gets me is if CM Punk has always been known to be outspoken and have his issues with people everywhere he's wrestled, ROH, WWE, but everywhere the drama and amount of stories have not reached this level, which I think is interesting, you know, until he walked out on WWE, obviously that was a big story, but other than that, you know. His 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 gripes and his issues with people were known, but there was just nowhere near this much drama. So when there's an outlier, you know, if we're making a little bar graph in his time in AEW, the uh reports of backstage issue and drama spark up, it makes you wonder why that is. And you know I there's a story out there about the Ryan Emma situation as well. And there's two conflicting stories. One says that at that Chicago Dynamite that he was at, he got into Nemeth's face and was yelling about his tweet where he said literally the softest man in the business after his return promo. And he said, you know, do we need to step out and handle this? And one report says he was in Nemeth's face yelling and, you know, Another report, though, says that he just came up and talked to Nemeth and they went out in the hallway and they had a more civil conversation. Punk was upset, but it was a more civil conversation. Which one of those are true? I don't know. There could be a source that's anti Punk that's saying he was in his face and screaming and he could have possibly been just up, a little upset, but talking to him. You know, Nemeth said he was just trying to get heat and Punk was upset because he was like, I don't, I'm trying to dissipate the drama. With the elite and everything and you're basically bringing it back up by making those comments and i guess nemeth had some wise ass crack about like all right should i not like mention anything you say when i tweet and bunk was like yeah do that that's the one name i've heard that punk was like yeah he's not coming back here you know christopher daniels head of talent relations good friends with the elite allegedly he wasn't you know, let back Matt Hardy allegedly is on this banned list. You know, no one can confirm those names, but those are also out there. Um, you know, I just—if any of this is true, my big question is—and I was very uh, passionate when talking about the all-out situation and everything. <clears throat> Where is Tony Khan? Okay, he's supposed to be the boss. At the end of the day, the buck stops with him. And if he doesn't have the ability to rein this in, that's partially on him. You know, Vince McMahon handled very big egos. Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, and this kind of crap wasn't happening. And they were both very outspoken people about the direction of their character and things going on. You know, he reigned those people in. He kept the ship steady. Tony Khan has to keep the ship steady. All right. Like the head of talent relations. If Punk's saying the alleged story that was he doesn't feel it's fair that Christopher Daniels can be backstage and Ace Steel can't, well, Ace Steel, Ace Steel is just like a producer, kind of, you know, talks a lot with Punk about Punk stories and stuff like that. Christopher Daniels is the head of talent relations. So. Tony Khan shouldn't be bending over and saying, okay, he should be saying, no, it's my, you know, this is my company. He has a very important position here. I'm not barring him from the buildings. If it's true, we don't know. At some point, Tony Khan has to steady the ship and take charge and leadership. And if he can't, he needs to find someone who can, you know, and also all this talk, you know, he wants to work with lead, They don't, but he's causing all the drama. He's the problem. No one likes him. I, I just, I have to say, I have to call a spade a spade. Yeah, CM Punk says what's on his mind and he's very upfront and outspoken about things, but who are the passive aggressive people here? You know? Like, call a spade a spade. They're one of the greatest tag teams in the world, but it's the Bucks that are the passive aggressive people who, who make their opinions known by updating their Twitter bio or saying and doing snide things, you know, on Dynamite just to poke the bear and be passive-aggressive. So in this situation, you can either be passive-aggressive and stir the pot and cause more problems, or you can be upfront and have a conversation with somebody. And it sounds like the punk camp wants to do that, but the Bucks in the elite camp doesn't. So if you don't want to have that conversation, that's fine. But, you know, let sleeping dogs lie and move on. Stay separated and do your thing. And Tony Khan, for God's sake, stand up and take control of your own company where you write the checks. All right, with that out of the way, let's move on. So, you know, and just to add on to this a little bit, actually, CM Punk and all the stories that he's being very hands-on with wanting to make Collision different than Dynamite. And I don't think anybody would disagree that Collision, since it debuted, has been the better show. There's a a structure there that's good, and it is just a more enjoyable wrestling product, in my opinion, compared to the fast-paced, crash-TV wildness of Dynamite. Um, I mean, this week, the Dynamite show was extremely negatively received among fans. I mean, we saw a lot of goofy shit. We saw, you know, from a quality standpoint, the main event was Britt Baker versus the Bunny in a bad match. Let's just call, you know, let's be honest here, it was a bad match. Um, We saw MJF and Cole jump the shark a little bit with their whole going to Outback and then being Crocodile Dundee. Backstage and doing shit like that. And then I found it funny after they double clotheslined whoever that was backstage, they did the bit where Tony Khan was like, called him into his office and chewed him out and everything, which I think is, I think it was him playing around with people calling him out about taking charge of his talent backstage to dwell some drama. That's fair criticism, as I mentioned. You know, And now Cole and MJF saved it a little bit because they had a very good in-ring back and forth talking about what the title means to them and what this uh, match means to them and how much they need to win it. And and that's so important. They weren't... I hate when two faces face off. And MJF's kind of a tweener right now because of his relationship with Cole and how much people love the act. But I love when two, you know, people who the crowd are behind, if they're going to face off for the title... Not to be all buddy, buddy, and oh, I'm just so happy to share this moment with you and win or lose. You're such a great guy, and all that bullshit, and instead, they're alpha males, and they're saying, "I'm going to win, and this is why it's important to me." They didn't go into territory where they were shitting on each other, or you know, overly heelish on one side, but they did a very good job. Of explaining why this match is important to them. So they kind of saved their stuff there. But then we had the god-awful Texas Chainsaw Massacre deathmatch. Which was basically sponsored content for um, the video game that's coming out. And it was very reminiscent of RoboCop and WCW coming out to save Sting. And it uh, was also the shits. And Leatherface came out and was chasing people around with the chainsaw. And it, it was just not good. Now Tony Khan mentioned that all the money from that sponsored match is going towards, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the, uh, the, the charity to basically help people in Maui after the fires. So that is good, but you know, there's probably a better way to execute it to not put some more dog shit on your product. And I'm just gonna throw it out there that if CM Punk's being more hands-on backstage at collision, it's working because they're putting on a better show than dynamite. Uh, some unfortunate news about cash Wheeler. Apparently he, uh, got arrested for aggravated assault with a firearm. There's not many more details about that. He was uh, arraigned or whatever in a court this week, and the news got out. Um, But it's saying that it's not going to affect, there's no travel ban. The all-in match is still happening. And so obviously there's been people running their mouth saying this, that, or the other thing, whatever. Um, MJF, of all people, you know, Dropped his heelish act that he usually has on Twitter, which is very entertaining, to uh, make a statement. And he said, pull it up here. Kind of disappointed. Kind of disappointed how many dorks there are on this app that jumped to conclusions so quick. A ton of people's privilege is showing. We're all human. We're all flawed. We all make mistakes. Take it from a guy who's made more mistakes than most. I've had my ups and downs with FTR, but Cash Wheeler is a great dude and a badass. You're getting FTR versus Young Bucks in front of 80,000 plus on August 27th. Talk about that, you dweebs. Well said. And uh, I think the important thing just for everybody to keep in mind with this Cash Wheeler situation is let's hold off and wait until we get more information. Let's not jump to conclusions, you know, and try to say the man's guilty before we know everything so if he's not guilty um or if this is a a mistake and and you know whatever hopefully everything turns out okay for him we'll have to wait till we get more news but speaking of speaking of that FTR versus Bucks match that's happening in front of over 80,000 people huge win for uh, AEW this week as far as all in goes they've officially sold 80,846 tickets as of the 18th, which was two days ago at the time of this recording. That's awesome. And most importantly, it breaks the WrestleMania 32 record where they had 80,709 at AT AT&T Stadium. Now, people are on Twitter being morons saying stuff like, Cause they announced like a, during the show and, and afterwards on TV, they touted over a hundred thousand people at WrestleMania 32 and Meltzer obviously was like, that's not true. And there was reports that it wasn't true. Um, the Dallas police department at the event said there was 80,709 people there. And for any people who are like, what did they count every person? No, they wouldn't know that cause they were working the event. There's turnstile numbers. You can scan, you, there's numbers for how many tickets were scanned to come in. It's very available data. And also dumb people are like, oh, what, they, they uh, lied to their shareholders? No, it's not lying to your shareholders when you say something on the show. In the quarterly report meeting, Vince McMahon told the shareholders the actual number. Okay? He was up front with the shareholders. He didn't lie about that. So sorry about it, but the record's been broken. Now, obviously, uh, WCW slash New Japan's collision in Korea had like 150,000 on both nights, but that's not recognized because it was North Korea and they were forced to attend. So, just a little bit different. (laughs) So, let's take a look at the All-In card. I'm not going to go through the matches I talked about last week. Let's just take a look at the new matches that were added. So, like I predicted but Baker was added to the four-way so that's uh that's locked up um Kenny Omega they did the angle this week um is going to team with Kota Ibushi and Hangman Page the Golden Elite versus Konosuke Takeshita and Bullet Club Gold Jay White and Juice Robinson in a six-man tag match I kind of hoping for something uh, for something a little bit bigger for Omega on this stage but it should still be a great match um Decent star power in it, obviously, with Ibushi, Omega, uh, and Hangman. You know, on the other side, you got Takeshi as a hot up and comer. Jay White and Juice Robinson have been clicking as of late, so should be a good match. I I was just hoping for something a little bigger for Kenny at this show. Uh, Eddie Kingston made his return after competing in the uh, G One Climax tournament that I talked about last week over in new Japan. And he's going to team up with orange Cassidy, the best friends, which is Chuck Taylor and Trent Bretta, and the Lucha bros, Penta L zero Miedo zero Miedo and Ray Phoenix versus the black bull combat club, which as of right now is John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta, and three to be announced men. Who could it be? Goldberg, Gilbert and, and Goldberg son. No, uh, interesting to see who they pull in maybe they're not even really sure yet (laughs) you know daniel bryan's out with an injury who the hell do we get but that match is going to be a stadium stampede match at wembley i do question doing a match that will probably go off the rails and most of the eighty thousand people will have to be watching on the uh, jumbotron not probably what they paid for Um, and i do think it's funny that on pay-per-view moxley you know even on tv and big matches moxie just exclusively doing wild brawl and hardcore matches so that's pretty funny um but i mean i i can understand the allure of doing something like stadium stadium stampede in such a big venue so we'll see how that turns out and punk vs. joe was made official uh this yesterday on collision punk was uh disguised as, I think, Vampire something. I can't remember his name. And Joe came to the ring and he did some CM Punk moves and hit him with the GTS and then took the mask off to reveal and said, I accept, bitch. This is going to be, I think, a really good match. It's for the real AEW World Heavyweight Championship. I still think they're going to go Punk MJF All Out. Uh, you know, we're going to get another match in the Joe Punk series. Hopefully this one will be the All Out banger that we were... Hoping for, but not totally expecting, with the last one, and it's going to be in the biggest stage that these two have ever wrestled each other at, obviously. And the last match that uh, was also announced um, on Dynamite after Jericho, after a back and forth and kind of like a swerve, ended up not joining the cows family. He was attacked by Will Osprey. So the match we were supposed to get at Wrestle Kingdom but got canceled because of the COVID nineteen pandemic, we are going to get at Wembley Stadium, Osprey portrayed like the heel but he's going to be super over at Wembley in his home country so that's weird and he's basically already turned face in New Japan so I don't know why they're trying to book him as a heel here um interesting match we'll see how much Jericho can keep up with Osprey's pace and how they kind of mesh those so that's the card so far for All-In we're up to nine matches plus the big pre-show match of uh, Aussie Open versus Better Than You Bebe Does it live up to the magnitude of the event? Record-breaking audience, Wembley Stadium. If they have some big matches planned for All Out, I think I would have put them on All In and figured something else out for All Out. I think it's going to be important for AEW to put on a big-time show in London. And they could, you know. They got the hottest act right now in the main event. It could turn out well. There's some big matches on the card. Not the biggest though. So there's been some talk of, of does this, like I said, does this card live up to the stature of the event? I'm not going to say a definitive no, because like I said, there are some really good matches booked and we kind of have to wait to see how it goes to determine, you know, If it does, because the the product that they put on could make it feel like, oh yeah, this was the card. This was great. So, And they they traditionally put on great pay-per-views. So, I will be watching next Sunday. Keep an eye out on the website this week. There will be predictions from me and Adam posted. Look forward to that. And so I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when I come back, as I mentioned, I'm going to be bringing in Adam for his UK wrestling quiz. uh, a, A good theme with All In coming up soon from Wembley. So, quick break, grab a drink, and we will be back for that. All right, everybody, welcome back. some great AEW talk, obviously, uh, as I mentioned, All In is happening from the legendary Wembley Stadium this weekend, so I thought it would be fun to call in my good friend and uh, fellow Talent Alone CEO, Adam Hess. How you doing, Mike? That's That's supposed to be my question, how are you doing? Why are you holding your finger
0: out like that? Look at this thing, what's this shiny thing here? I don't know, what is that? I don't know. I couldn't tell if that was oh, on my computer just, or yours. It's just a hook in the wall.
1: Speaking of hook, i was <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so a while back before we relaunched the pod, we did a segment where I brought you on for a fun little five-star quiz. Mm-hmm. So I thought with All In coming up, we would do a UK-themed wrestling quiz.
0: All right. Do I have to talk in a British accent?
1: That's up to you. Okay. Uh, now, to expand my... Uh, possibilities for questions instead of just doing Britain uh we're gonna do the entire UK is the theme of this so, so
0: which is would be England Scotland Wales Northern Ireland damn I wonder if I should give you a point for that <laughs> no, hey no Mike, bonus points for that can you name a single person from Wales the Prince of Wales the guy the one hockey trophy is named after how about this one for you Christian
1: Bale yeah. he's Whalian
0: welsh yes
1: oh yeah <laughs> oh, okay uh, wow that's dope i always wonder where that accent was every time i see him in an interview because i think he does like exclusively american accents in his movies so every time yeah. i hear an interview i'm like the fuck
0: not even just exclusive. like him and margot robbie like do people know that they're not american no
1: that was like the first time i heard idris elba's normal voice
0: tom holland there's another one
1: yeah yeah it's another one
0: how about this one it blows my mind that I, I fucking forgot his name as soon as I started doing this. Tom Hardy is American. Yeah, he looks so British. He looks so British. <laughs> like, he looks like he'd have a straight-up Peaky Blinders. Like, oh, what? What?
1: Well, probably because he's in Peaky Blinders. I've never watched it. Yeah. All right, let's get to the quiz, man. Now, for it's UK. And I know UK is technically only Northern Ireland, but I'm just going to include all of Ireland in this. Oh, so uh, man, the IRA is going to come
0: blow up your house. I
1: I know. The Protestants are going to be pissed. But... If uh, just you know to avoid anybody get me in my DMs and being like, um, actually they're from uh Southern Ireland, so that's not the UK. Um, we're just gonna count all around All right. So are you ready for this quiz? There's 24 possible points. Let's see if you do better than last time. And every question is worth what? Six points? One point.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. All
1: right. Let's kick it off with my first question. Which of these uh, UK countries? Has never had a WWE champion. This is multiple choice. A, Scotland, B, England, or C, Ireland? W, like the WWE championship, not any title in WWE. England. Very good. We're starting off strong. There's been no uh, English-born WWE champions.
0: All right, next Let's question. trying to figure out if the British Bulldog would have ever had it.
1: No, no, he never did. That would be like the most that would be the person that most people would probably jump to thinking. Uh, name the Scottish and Irish wrestlers, one of each, that have won the WWE championship.
0: Um, fuck. Uh okay. Drew McIntyre. Correct. Fit Finley. <laughs>
1: Is that your final answer? <laughs>
0: um Shit, did Sheamus ever win it?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go all Sheamus. Right, right. I also have decided I'm going to give you one lifeline here where you can ask for a hint. So use it wise. Just one? We're not going to go who wants to be a millionaire style? No, you know, you're going to phone a friend. I'm phone your a friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's only two people in this uh, recording, so you can't really poll the audience. Um, all right, next up. The tag team, the British Bulldogs, was Davey Boy Smith and what wrestler?
0: british bulldog
1: davy boy smith was the british bulldog Fuck. okay um
0: so. uh the mouth of the south jimmy hart no <laughs> who it was, was it? The,
1: the dynamite kid
0: yeah i wouldn't have guessed dynamite that kid. all right so as we know
1: all in going on at wembley the previous big event at wembley was the 1992 SummerSlam, which was main evented with uh Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog, defeating Bret Hart for the Intercontinental Championship. What did Dave Meltzer give that match? A, five stars. B, three and three-fourth stars. Or C, four and a quarter stars. Uh,
0: well, I appreciate you giving me multiple choice. Now I really want to kind of do the whole Slumdog Millionaire, where you're torturing me in the back room. And I'm like, I was there. I was in the audience four years before I was born. Davey <laughs> Boy invited me himself. And Dave Meltzer was sitting next to me. I uh, i'm gonna go with four and a quarter correct you, that, was, that was the classic like not the
1: high not the low go with the middle always a good choice and also like you know whenever you took a test in school they were like if you don't know just 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 go with c <laughs> yeah
0: just just circle whatever one is the most middle yeah uh, uh all right question five so
1: it was june 7th 2010 during a john cena and cm punk main event that the uh, wade barrett who's from england Led faction the nexus stormed the ring and caused havoc name three other nexus members
0: can i get the years again on that so this was in 2010 2010
1: and this is og nexus
0: okay so in wwe in 2010 i'm gonna assume that there was a tag team and i'm gonna assume that there was a woman so i'll give you a free hint there was no woman okay uh, all right, so then, tag team, twenty ten. Uh, Booker T was he? Was he in the Nexus? <laughs> no, I'll give you a an
1: hit. These are like all young guys. You know, they were in like the season, the first season of NXT, which was like the game show where they would take like one new wrestler from developmental and pair them up with uh, their pros. So you got to think guys who in twenty ten would have been making
0: like, you know,
1: been new to the company
0: brian danielson
1: that's one
0: all right seth rollins no um fucking christ la Knight was <laughs> no wasn't he in tough enough in hindsight this is a tough question <laughs> yeah well no shit. considering considering when you watched wrestling this is a tough one um okay how many guesses do i have <laughs> until you give up Oh man, this is gonna be a long podcast. Um <laughs> uh, th- was there there was no other old guys? No, they're They'd all have, young guys at the they time. Didn't have like an old guy? No old guys. Uh Samoa Joe? I said no old guys. <laughs> was he old in 2010? <laughs> no, it's true, he was young then. But yeah. Um There's gotta be a tag team I'm missing here, right? There's gotta be. Who was a young tag team in 2010? Who still Kurt Angle? <laughs> <laughs> That's not young. Right. I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to scratch this question. So you now it's a possible 23 points because
1: I, I I think it's kind of a tough one. Uh, your options were Darren Young, Skip Sheffield, who would go on to be Ryback. Uh, I don't, okay, Never Michael guess that <laughs> Michael Tarver, who was not long for the WWE because you know not to be mean to Michael Tarver, he was the shits. Uh, Justin Gabriel, Heath Slater, who I thought you might know. I got kids, man, now. Yeah, I know. Uh, I got kids, man. Did that have anything to do with the Nexus? And then David Otunga, who is... Uh, I don't know if he is anymore by the time he was married to Jennifer Hudson, which WWE used uh, much <laughs> to their advantage. <laughs> so we'll strike that one from the scoring system because it was kind of tough, uh, all things considered. So to stick with Wade Barrett here, uh, including developmental, he was in WWE from 2006 to 2016. Now, in 2013... To 2015, they freshened up his gimmick, and it's where he would come out and get on, like, a podium and tell the crowd he has some blank for them. And this was also, like, the name of his gimmick. It was, like, Blank Barrett. But they scrapped it after it started getting over.
0: So am I supposed to guess what the blank was? Yeah. He had some juice juice for the crowds <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> started spraying orange juice into the crowd yeah, yeah that and was juice actually Robinson. The, i was gonna say the horse of the story of orange cassidy he, he was in the crowd that day <laughs> mm-hmm. uh he had some truths for them and they called him truth barrett Ah, oh, so close he it was bad news barrett oh i was oh so, yeah. jesus christ i was gonna guess paul
1: pierce next yeah, he gets up there. He goes, I got some bad news and the crowd started getting into it. And they were like, no, he's supposed to be a heel. So fuck that.
0: For some reason, I keep forgetting that he's British. So when you did a British accent there, I was surprised. <laughs> Next up true or false. or I No,
1: I will say yes or no. Was there ever a UK born NWA world champion?
0: NWA. Mm-hmm. Um, what are chances? The American dream was born in the UK. <laughs> surprisingly he was not i'm gonna go with false 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 it is uh it is a yes that's not an option it was true or false i said
1: true or false or yes no so it's true the next question is there is one of them and the next question was who think uh more recent
0: uh who's the the dude who's like rip off cody Rhodes, who held that belt for a minute we went to an roh show and him and la Knight showed up but la Knight was named eli drake Mm -hmm. what's that guy's name um cedric diggory i'll
1: give him to you i'll give it to you if you can tell me who he's married to
0: oh fuck yeah um he's married to mickey james yes it's nick (laughs) aldous he's british he's british the only person I remember out of those two was Eli Drake, who kept pointing to the crowd and going, Eli Drake.
1: <laughs> and you were like, damn, this guy's going to be over his shit one day.
0: Yeah, I was like, this gimmick sucks. <laughs> All right, so
1: along with Magnus, which was Nick Aldous's name in TNA, what other UK-born wrestler won the TNA slash Impact World title? Who's the
0: small guy from Mustache Mountain? <laughs> it's not anybody in Mustache Mountain. <laughs> you sure about that? Sure about that that's why. Oh. Yeah. Was was this guy also British?
1: Uh oh, this is a big this is a big hint.
0: He's from the UK. Got he's it. From, he's
1: from from the UK.
0: Um Who else is from the UK? Finn Balor? Was he ever in TNA? No. Um give you one final guess. Drew McIntyre. Nailed it.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> he went by Drew Galloway at the time. During his uh, little hiatus when he got cut from WWE after that? Yeah,
0: I was just trying to think of people from the UK who weren't in WWE for a stretch of time.
1: So this next one I've mentioned you before, so I'll have to see how oh, well you listen to my rambles. So when D-Bry left ROH in September of 2009, there was another big name that reportedly was going to WWE as well, but that deal fell through and ended up going to TNA.
0: Am I guessing the person? Yes. <laughs> and this person is British. Or sorry, yes. from the UK. Yes. Who the fuck is from the UK that was in TNA at any point? Is Matt Hardy British? No, he's from North Kakalaki. Hmm. It's not very helpful then to me, is it? Um. Who was this that came over at this point? Who Who was the initial person that you were saying?
1: So Debray. Went, this is when d went to WWE. And this other okay. big name in ROH. Originally
0: was going to, but it fell through. Matt Taven? Wait, he's not British. Who am <laughs> I thinking of? Who's the guy that's like Matt Taven but British? Is Dalton <laughs> <No>. Castle British? <laughs> no. Chris <Bird> Hero. Hero. <laughs> All
1: right, you give up? Yeah. It was Nigel McGuinness.
0: He doesn't count. He's not a wrestler.
1: He was at the time. No. So speaking of uh, ROH... There's been two ROH TV champions that were uh, British. Can you name them?
0: I swear to fucking God, if Nigel McGuinness isn't on this list. No, it's not. It's not, Nigel. Can I go back? Is Matt Hardy British? <laughs> He's not British, and he was never an ROH TV champion.
1: You know R-H- these people.
0: Uh, Peter Dune?
1: No, never an Fuck.
0: ROH. Finn Balor? <laughs> never an ROH. <laughs> Uh Mickey James husband? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you give up. Yeah, I give up.
1: It was Will Osprey.
0: He wasn't in ROH, he's in New Japan, you idiot.
1: Yeah, but they did the cro- they do the crossovers. And then uh currently cancelled Marty Skrull.
0: Damn it. Yeah, Will Osprey should have been a guess. Marty Skrull, he's like three foot eleven, so I don't know why they ever put a belt on him. Yeah, all right. So this next one, the uh, I the Scottish based
1: ICW promotion, Insane Championship Wrestling, held uh in two thousand six, October 15, 2006, they had their first Fear and Loathing show where they crowned their inaugural champion.
0: Who was it? Did they call it Fear and Loathing in Loch Ness? Because that'd be kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> that'd be dope.
1: He also returned to win the title for the second time, uh, November second, twenty fourteen, at Fear and Loathing Seven. I'm sorry. Can you can you re ask the initial question?
0: I was too busy thinking of my sick Loch
1: Ness joke. Who was the inaugural champion for the Scottish based promotion, Insane Championship
0: Wrestling? Is this person from the UK? Scottish promotion. I <laughs> <laughs> okay, but they don't have to be Scottish. They gave they give <laughs> British people world titles in America. <laughs>
1: but I feel like I really hammered the word
0: Scottish. Seamus. <laughs> He's not Scottish, you dumbass. He, he, not? Has, he has bright orange hair. So he's Irish is what you're saying. Correct. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Thank you. <laughs> How many Scottish wrestlers are there? Well, just Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Sheamus is Irish. All right. Who was the inaugural I have I have a, I have a red beard, and I'm not Scottish. That's true.
1: Who is the inaugural NXT Women's Champion? She won it on June. Oh, sorry, no, I'm not,
0: I don't have the date. She won it. Soraya. correct. I couldn't think of any other female who was British. Oh, fuck, wait. Uh, literally the the girl who just had the AEW World Championship is British. Chris Statlander or no, uh, Jamie Hader? Yeah. <laughs> Chris Statlander, not even Jamie Hader. Fucking what's her name? Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Yeah. Why did uh, AEW just monopolizing all the British female wrestlers? Yeah. Are they missing anyone? Piper
1: Nivens, UK. She's Scottish. Rhea Ripley. She's she's an Aussie. That's the same thing. Aussie. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, you are pissing off. Pissing off the Aussies. That, that's like saying that New Zealanders are Australian. They don't like that.
0: No, New Zealanders are hobbits. I've seen <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs>
1: so next question. April seventh, 2014, while she was still NXT Women's Champion, Paige made her surprise debut on the Raw after WrestleMania, where she quickly defeated this wrestler for the WWE Divas Champion.
0: Charlotte Flair. She wasn't on the main roster yet. (laughs) Really? Paige was on the main roster before Charlotte Flair? Yeah. Uh, Tori Wilson. No. Give up? Wait mickey james no beth phoenix i'm out i'm down right, here. Yeah. it's
1: it. uh cm punk's wife aj lee she british no but she dropped a belt to a british wrestler <laughs> feels like All we're right, stretching she... the the whole british gimmick at this point true or false roddy piper was from scotland
0: false he was in they live correct he had allegedly
1: had Scottish heritage, but he was not from Scotland. I've heard but him
0: t- I've heard him act, he's American. What country was he actually born in? Canada. Nailed it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> from uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Real creative there. They're naming. All right. Now we're going to get into some WrestleMania questions to finish this out here. The British Bulldogs were the first UK wrestlers to compete at a WrestleMania where they defeated the dream team of Greg Valentine and Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake. Beefcake? <laughs> Beefcake for the tag titles. Which WrestleMania was it? And I will tell you, it's an
0: early one. Okay, can I have all the possible options? Uh, uh 1 through 39. Okay, cool. Good to know. It's an early one. I'm going to go with 11.
1: No, it was WrestleMania 2. Very early, very early. Uh, But maybe you can get that point back with this question. What legendary British rock star was in their corner?
0: Mick Jagger? No, I'll give you another guess. I'm going to go with Mick Jagger again. <laughs> no, it's Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, all right. Uh, British Bulldog. Did, did Ozzy Osbourne know what was going on? Or was he no. just still doing drugs at this he was point? He probably doing drugs all no the no time. Fucking clue. Like,
1: what the fuck's going on? Was Sharon! Oh about? a big wrestler, man. Um, Let's make a reality TV show. <laughs> uh... Real quick, would you prefer Hogan knows best or Ozzy? Ozzy's reality show,
0: uh, the Osbournes. I would prefer. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, British Bulldog opened up WrestleMania Eleven in a tag match. See, that's the WrestleMania I was thinking of. Obviously, yes. it was this match with this wrestler to form the tag team, the Allied Powers. This wrestler is not UK.
0: Well, obviously, they have to be someone from World War Two then. Who? Was an allied power. Which would leave us every country that's not Germany, Italy, or <laughs> Japan. So that's a lot of countries. Um, what res- he's WrestleMania 11. Mm-hmm. So this would be what? Like late 80s? Yeah, it's like oh. 1994. 94? Alright. Really? I thought WrestleMania started in the 70s. Anyways. Um, 94. So that's too far back for it to be like jericho there's never been a french professional wrestler so it can't be anyone french uh so i'm gonna have to go with american here hogan
1: hogan was gone from the company at this point so i'll give you another guess
0: um vic venom (laughs) no rousseau did not get in the
1: ring he had a bus does that help you he had a bus he had a
0: bus who had a bus was it miss frizzle <laughs> no <laughs> all right it was lex luger he had the lex express i was trying to think of uh the guy who was whose gimmick was that he was a porn star that's who i was initially going to go with oh val venus yeah, yeah there you go. i couldn't remember his name he's like a uh like
1: now he is a um like right-wing conspiracy nut job fun fact about sean morley aka val venus
0: huh i wonder if him and jesse the body ventura have good conversations <laughs> yeah All right, so the first time a UK wrestler challenged for a singles belt
1: at WrestleMania was WrestleMania 17, when Chris Jericho successfully defended his IC title against this wrestler from Blackpool, England. Oh, this has got to be William Regal. Correct. I was going to be very pissed if you got that one wrong, considering I said
0: Blackpool, England. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right it'd be really weird if i started guessing members of the sex pistols and i can't really <laughs> guess or i don't know anyone else from blackpool so yeah all right so there's two more questions
1: here oh god i can't read uh this uk born wrestler was the first one to challenge for a world title at wrestlemania it was wrestlemania 27 against daniel bryan and he uh, fun fact he is also the only uk wrestler to win money in the bank in 2015
0: Fuck. And they're British, right? You said or you said UK. Um it's not gonna be Finn Balor, because Finn Balor's never won money in the bank. And there's no other British wrestlers in WWE, so that does make this a hard question. Who the fuck would have won money in the bank in twenty fifteen? Are they still currently wrestling? Yes. Professionally, not just on the side of the street. yes professionally (laughs) also not an
1: amateur wrestler
0: oh uh pock is that who it is
1: no (laughs) he's actually i'm surprised i haven't put he's not in any of these questions well
0: um fucking christ one last Um, guess who's the small guy from mustache mountain (laughs) (laughs) i don't fucking remember mustache mountain's names
1: (laughs) all right time's up it was seamus seamus no, oh, I guessed him so much early on. Yeah, I know. So I thought you would uh, kind of key in on that. All right, final question. First and only UK wrestler to main event a WrestleMania night two of WrestleMania thirty six.
0: Drew McIntyre.
1: Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Beat Bork Laser for the WWE title. And just as a fun bonus question, you get a point with this one. How many people were in attendance for that match? Uh, zero. Correct. It was COVID. All right, not bad. You got 13 out of a uh, possible 23. Well, I guess 24 because I gave you the bonus question too. So let's see what uh, what your odds are here. Uh, that's just over 50%, brother. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> 13 <laughs> divided by
0: 24 is 54%. You fucking failed. <laughs> I gave you a day's notice to study. Yeah, but in my defense, I forgot we were doing the segment until today when we got Again. on the Zoom call. You asked me if we could do the segment today. Disappointed, Let
1: down everybody in Wales, all the Welsh, all the Whalians.
0: I let down Christian Bale and no one else because no one else is Welsh. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Gareth Brooks. Gareth
1: Brooks? Is he related yeah. to Garth? Nope. Nope. I don't know who Gareth Brooks is. Soccer player. Oh, okay. Well, no one watches soccer in the United States, so that's not my fault. No, all as right, Adam, as
0: the U.S. gets eliminated from World Cup, I don't.
1: Yeah. So I will thank you for coming on for another quiz. What's the next quiz you want? If I let you pick the topic.
0: Ooh, and don't um, say mustache Mountain.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's see. Um, you know what? We should come back after Walter Breaks, uh, Hockey Talk Man, and do an inter- Intercontinental Championship quiz.
1: I like that. All right, that'll be the next quiz. Anything you want to plug before you get out of here? Wrestling related?
0: Wrestling related? Well, I'm going to try to get that Adam Cole article finally up at the end of this week. I've watched so many Adam Cole matches that I am having a little bit of trouble organizing my thoughts on it but uh i got an adam cole favorite least favorite overrated underrated i'm getting up before all in
1: awesome looking forward to that i know you've spent countless hours watching every adam cole match under the sun so it's a lot Should of a good cole article. matches man it's a lot yeah. of them a lot of panama sunrises had to be exhausting <laughs> some may say <laughs> some may say all right i'm gonna take a quick break i'm gonna kick adam out and i'll be back to talk some wwe everybody we are back thanks again to for coming on for another amazing quiz he didn't do good but uh we can't get, get him to do better next time let's get into some wwe talk some news hits and bits before we wrap up another Well, i gotta say it was really a five-star pod um so since i last was recording just a funny story that some comments eric bischoff made about AEW since we've talked about him so much today He said, and I quote, it's literally the inmates running the asylum at this point. And the entire company looks like a giant clown car filled with juvenile, unprofessional, self-absorbed children. Not all of them. I obviously don't want to cast such a broad net, but I've never seen anything like this before. Could you imagine if Tony Khan would have been able to buy WWE? You can't manage a clown car at that point. This was, uh, I apologize, I actually read the second quote first. But this was in him commenting on the drama situation going on there and the the first thing he had said was the lack of leadership the lack of professionalism is manifested by somebody who is talking to these outside news sites this is internal business this should be dealt with internally and it's not there are too many people talking outside of the office this in my opinion proprietary confidential information that shouldn't be shared with anybody now (laughs) there's two ways you can look on this eric bischoff criticizing someone else for Letting the inmates run the asylum is either like, wow, it must be really bad for that person. They must be doing really bad if he can say that. Because either way, that is rich coming from Eric Bischoff. <laughs> but then again, look back at his time in WCW. He knows something about inmates running the asylum. Because he was either getting – it was either the inmates running the asylum there or he was busy dealing with AOL Time Warner and constantly trying to figure out how to make that work. But either way, that that is – That is just uh, funny coming from him. Anyway, moving on. Can you hear the horns? Can you guys hear the horns ringing? John Cena's coming back. Not on TV, but I guess WWE is doing some big show in India, specifically September 8th from the GMC Balayogi Indoor Stadium. Hmm. It's going to be called a superstar spectacle on Friday, September 8th. So, obviously a uh, market WWE when they do get around to running shows there, because India doesn't get a lot of shows and it's a very large population. It's a good piece of business for them. So I imagine they just want to have, you know, one of their poster boys there. Cody also mentioned in a Reddit AMA that someone mentioned Cena, and he said that uh, he's talked to him and told him that if he does come back for another match, Cody would love to work with him. So, uh, but could you imagine that match not to sound anti-patriotic, but, uh, or anti-American but the level of patriotism in that match would be off the charts. It would be like unbelievable amounts of red, white, and blue, a star spangled SmackDown, if you will. It would be, I mean, if there was ever a time WWE wanted to go back and, uh, do another show on an airliner like they did in the nineties at that, uh, one pay-per-view where they did the Yokozuna body slam challenge. And, um, <laughs> uh, Actually, it might have just been an episode of Raw. I can't recall. But uh, I do recall Lex Luger flying in in a helicopter to slam the evil foreign menace that was Yokozuna, which was, in hindsight, that's so dated and hilarious that they were like, you know what we should do? Is we should have a big foreign menace, you know? And we'll have um, <clears throat> this big foreign menace, and so now the, the big all-American hero that is Lex Luger was going to come in and stop the big four menace. That was Japanese. This was some 50 years, roughly just under 50 years since the end of, uh, it was like, yeah, like 49, 50 years since the end of world war two. So, I mean, it was the nineties. So I guess I could get, they went with like, you know, Russian. That was a little more timely. Uh, I guess Desert Storm was closer to that, but it's interesting that I guess they were, you know, thought fans would really it would conjure up memories of Pearl Harbor, and they just wanted all-American boy Lex Luger to stop the evil Japanese sumo wrestler who actually wasn't Japanese but Samoan. Speaking of the Samoans, man, my my, uh, my transitions today are just, whew, sheesh. Uh, Jimmy Uso's wife, Trinity Fatu, did something pretty funny. She posted a picture on Instagram. It was a big family portrait. Two of the people who were originally in the photo were uh, Solo, Sokoa, and Jay, and she just blurred out their faces. So you got to love it. Not even in the company anymore, but keeping kayfabe alive. That's awesome. Love to see it. Moving on real quick to some more pertinent information. Edge wrestled his last match ever. That's not true. But he did wrestle his final match under his current WWE contract with Sheamus on Friday from his hometown in territory home city, uh, of Toronto and two had a good match emotional. You can tell edge definitely, uh, as he said in that long back and forth promo the week prior, he wanted to have that, that match with Seamus. It was obviously important to him that if it is his final match ever or in WWE, that Seamus was someone he was close to, um, that he wanted to work it with. They had a good match, but obviously with edge being done, the question of what's next arises and fightful select who i uh referenced last week and gave them a lot of their flowers and continue to do so five dollars go do it people uh had a report that there's people in uh old AE dub i think it's a real possibility they could get adam copeland to come in and work over there i mean his best friend christian's over there uh I could see a universe where he's like, man, I'd love to get back together with Christian before I call it a career, have one little run, more run with him. The story, uh, the story that happened way back before he even returned back at, at that rumble um, was that, you know, he was getting news from doctors like, Hey, you can do this again. And he started working towards that. And then he basically went to Vince cause he felt like he needed to, he owed that to him and was like, Hey, You know, it sounds like I can do this again. There is interest from AEW, but Vince was like, no, come on, come on back. You should, you know, come back to where your career was built. And Edge said, yeah, he started working towards the return and the return he did make. um, At that time, Christian wasn't in AEW. Because remember, it wasn't until the next year at the Rumble when um, Christian came out of retirement. So but they did not decide to keep him around long-term. Now he's in AW. He is the TNT champion. You can't dispute that. I don't care what the website or the record books say. How good was he on collision with the title came out with it around his waist, the celebrating with it. It's, it's so good. But could we see Adam Copeland in AW? I'm not trying to be Mr. Smart Mark by saying his, his shoot name, but if you went over there, he couldn't be edge. WWE does own that unless I don't know if edge is tight with triple H, maybe he talks to him and triple H talks to Vince and is able to work something out for him to get ownership of that name. I doubt it, but who knows? Uh, but he most likely would have to come in under his own name or some version of it, or he could bring back the old gimmick name of Sexton hardcastle, which is the, obviously the now known story of when he first like started wrestling in the Indies up in Canada, when he was first breaking into the business, that was his first name, Sexton hardcastle. Christian Cage and Sexton Hardcastle, AEW Tag Team Champions. I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. I got to be honest. Or All Out 2024 main event TLC match, Sexton Hardcastle versus Christian Cage for the TNT title. I don't know. Could be good. Could be good. But we'll have to wait to see his next moves. Also, can we give Sheamus flowers for a second? Like, seriously. Can we give Sheamus some flowers? The dude has been such a constant. His career has been long now. He's been in WWE a long time. Um, and he's always performed at like a constant level. He's kind of like another Randy Orton. Like sometimes people like to shit on Orton about like, he's like the master of the three-star match. And I've always pushed back against that because Orton's one of like the smoothest workers we've seen in the last 20 years. Like he's so good. And you can say master of the three or the four-star match as an insult, or you can say it as a, yeah, he's fucking consistent. Maybe you don't get five-star bangers, six-and-a-half-star bangers every time he goes out there, but you're never going to get a bad match out of the dude. Like, he's just good. And Sheamus is like that as well. He's just consistent, and uh, just got to give the Irishman his flowers. Obviously, he was a he was a popular answer on that quiz that Adam just bombed, disgustingly, but uh, yeah, just got to give Sheamus some flowers. So uh, yeah, those are the big going-ons in WWE this week. Obviously, they keep You know, working towards the upcoming payback pay-per-view. Oh, and most importantly, the uh, thing I want to talk about before we get out of here is a new segment I'm going to be starting. Possibly weekly. And it is going to be the weekly update on the booking of L.A. Night. Yeah. Yeah. So, they did a Grayson Waller effect, which is just like, another Miz TV kind of thing. If you're unaware, haven't been watching SmackDown and they had like, Ray Mysterio was on it and Austin theory came out and um talking about how he wants his rematch. And then LA Knight comes out huge pop from the crowd. They're loving him. Let me talk to you. Crowd goes nuts. And he says that if anybody should get a us title shot, it was him. And so he said him in theory should face off to determine who gets that next shot at the U S title. Adam Pierce was out there and he uh, said, you know, what's even a better idea if we do that match right now. Thank God both men were in the ring gear. Also, we'd have to go backstage and change. You know, they didn't know that, you know, since Adam Pierce just decided to do that match out of the blue. I wonder what match was going to happen that got bumped because that match happened. I don't know. Uh, all joking aside, the match, match was solid, and then the finish saw the Miz interfere, which led to Theory getting the roll up and grabbing the tights on Allie Knight to get the win. So, I don't I don't mind this. This is solid booking. You know, it's kind of the, let's keep dangling the carrot in front of the crowd. They love Ellie Knight. They want him to win. So, while we're still trying to keep him hot, put him in other feuds outside of, you know, world title feuds or, you know, IC slash US title feuds, let's dangle the carrot like he's going to get a shot. You know, they do it a lot with The Undertaker back in the day on SmackDown. You know, they do... Main events, Taker versus the world champion, or Taker versus so-and-so to get a shot at the world title, and then whatever heel he was feuding with at the time would usually cost Taker the match. It's a very simple wrestling strategy. And in this way, I'm fine with it. It builds heat for the payback match, which I imagine is going to be a one-off with The Miz. Keeps LA Knight hot. You know, the story is that he could have got that title shot, but by God, The Miz screwed him out of it. And so now people are pissed. So I'm, I'm fine with it. My one question I want to propose as I wrap up Could LA Knight get hot enough that they decide to call an audible on their biggest running story in the bloodline? I'm not I don't feel confident it could happen. I think the story's set in stone. We're going to mania, Cody's beaten Rome, and he's gonna finish the story. But as we leave here, I just want to ponder the question. Could LA Knight be the next dan o'brien and that could he get so over so hot and the crowd want him so bad yeah that he derails Rhodes, finishing the story and conquers the tribal chief and as i ponder that i thank you guys again for tuning in to another fabulous episode of the town alone pro wrestling podcast one more shout out to adam hess for coming on and being a great guest even though he had a a failing grade on the quiz and obviously a shout out to Nigel Corninghall for the breaking news. He cut in with earlier, um, live boots on the ground from Dubai. And remember guys at town alone, Mike at town alone, Adam, follow us at town alone, PWP follow us, uh, town alone, T a P W P at gmail.com. Email us. We don't have a fax line, but I'm working on getting one up um going down to like an antique store to get a fax machine and keep an eye out on the website like i said we do have uh all in predictions coming up which should be spicy so thanks a lot guys for tuning in i will talk to you down the line